We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Lucky Lefty Podcast, the Anora Boys. We're in the building. Brought to you by Anora Whiskey. AnoraWhiskey.com. That premium American whiskey, AnoraWhiskey.com. And if you drink, make sure that you do it. Responsibly. You have to do it responsibly. Of course, CFB Nation, presented by Twisted Hey, that's that R&B. I don't know anything about that. That's right. You know, we, we might call ourselves the Midwest players. Left? I hear that. I hear that. <laughs> that's, a, that's an upgrade from the Ohio ones. You know something funny, Left? I told you yesterday. It was 80 degrees in Chicago last week, right? Man. So yesterday, you know, I felt bad for the trick-or-treaters, man. Like, snowstorm. Uh, it ended kind of early. I think because of the snowstorm and, you know, by the time it was six o'clock, the doorbell didn't go off as much. Mm. But yesterday was the first day left because I was wearing like, you saw what I had on during the show. Right. I thought it was cool in the house. I My wife called me a weirdo yesterday, dude. Hmm. And I let me tell you what she said. When my wife comes from the hairdresser, that first day, I'm like, oh my God. Because for some reason, I love the smell of pressed hair. Okay. I'm like, like when, it's, when it's laid yeah. and fried and laid to yeah. the side. <laughs> and I love like the smell of like the crackling, you know, fire with the wood in the fireplace. Okay. And so yesterday was the first day we, that was the first day we cranked up the furnace. Mm. And so the first day you crank up the furnace, bro, you get that same type of like, kind of burning smell and she was like you like burning smells you know she was like are you like an arsonist or something so you know we laughing and everything i was like i don't know what it is like just that smell it's like maybe it's the maybe it's the intensity might be man but well well, you like barbecue too as well right bro i had some rib tips yesterday I sure did. That's right. It's Chicago's finest, man. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate 
isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. But we're not going to waste time. We have a special guest, Notre Dame fans. We already chopped it up with them, and uh, it's an, indeed an honor to have First of all, somebody that I I was able to spend many enjoyable Saturdays watching him play, coming off the edge, making spectacular plays. Uh, I want to ask him if he thought his skill set at the linebacker position was before his time and whether or not if he was 10 years later, eight to 10 years later at Notre Dame, you know, I'd be interested in finding out whether or not he feels like things might have been a little bit different. Of course, he was two-time All-American, high school All-American, right? USA Today Player of the Year. You know what I'm saying? The state of California back then, man. Taking care of business. I might, you know what? He grew up in Compton. Mm. Comp, hey, man. If they did a documentary on the history of Compton from like actors, musicians, just great people to come out of that small area in California, it would be phenomenal. He's one of those. Went on to the NFL and he is a fantastic businessman. And then on top of that, now he's actually coaching just like you, Left. That's right out there in california so we welcome to the lucky lefty podcast none other than notre dame great Corey. Mike. 
<laughs> my brother, welcome to the show, man. Hey, man, we had to bring you in right. We had to bring you I in right. I appreciate you. I appreciate you both. Thank you very much for having me. Let me ask you a question. To start this yeah. off. Yeah. We we were talking before. We were talking before the show. And uh, you were telling us, we were sharing stories about last night, right? The snow. And you, you told me that your daughter, you know, is a freshman at Notre Dame. Uh, so I'll ask this question. Because my daughter is a senior at USC. And who broke down more when you dropped her off? You or the wife? <laughs> you, you, know, you know what's funny? It's a great question. I was preparing for it the whole time. Okay. Right? So I didn't have it as bad as, as my wife did. You know, mm -hmm. she, she still has some days to this day. Uh, she struggles with it, and like, rightfully so. But I, I, I knew it was going to happen. I, I knew it was something that she was thinking about. So for me, it was more so, uh, okay, you know, she's growing up. You know, give her to God and, and, and let her go. You know what I mean? We raised her uh, to be the amazing woman she is, spiritual woman she is. From the day, it's, it's in God's hands now. But... It, it was definitely rough. Don't get me wrong. It, it, it was definitely a struggle uh, because we're, we're so close. Now. But at the end of the day, it was um, it was nice to see her make that decision on her own. Yeah. And, and God, God bless that woman for sure. And let me tell you something. Uh, I struggled in silence. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I allowed my yeah. like my manhood to be out on the front, <laughs> you know, and I never forget. Yeah. We uh we left and we went to LAX to fly back home and we're sitting at the gate and my wife was sitting next to me and she just collapsed. Yeah. In my yeah. arms, bro. Yeah, I and, believe it. I believe it. And you know, she was just like, I can't believe I'm leaving her here. I believe it. And I'm like, you know, consoling her and making sure she's good. And then once I got home, I think that's when it got it really hit me. And I'm like, yo, this yeah, is uh, out of here. This is a crazy feeling. Malik, Malik is just beginning with both of his young sons. So yeah, love it. Love it. He has some time to go, but that's you know, how special is that that she chose to go to Notre Dame? Yeah, man, it was. It came back between uh, Notre Dame and UCLA. And she okay. went on both trips and just felt that love Notre Dame. UCLA is a big school, mm -hmm. so it's hard to it's hard to it's hard to be intimate with fifteen thousand kids as a freshman. Right? It's hard. Right? Notre Dame is different, and so yeah. she just felt that connection, that closeness. And uh, I, I was glad she went. I'm happy for her. You know, I supposed to go out last night for Halloween, so I said, "Hey, babe, send me your, send me a costume and you get a chance to get a picture of it." Okay, Dad. And so I didn't, I didn't get a picture of it. So I said this morning, "Hey, everything, you know, what's what my picture at?" She goes, "Oh, right. Dad, we didn't go we didn't go out." I said, you, you okay? He said, yeah, it was snowing. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. It definitely I, I was snowing in the Midwest. Touche. <laughs> That's right. So let's talk about that. Your daughter ends up in Notre Dame. You said she made her own decision. Your recruitment and your journey, your mom was a little bit more influential. Yeah, and, sure. and you ended up in Notre Dame. On your for trip, sure. she, she kind of told you, like, yo, this yeah. This, you didn't want to go. Yeah, yeah. He told you, you you're going to know the thing. We we had made a pact to make the decision when we got back home. It really was no decision. That was my first choice. I was six years old, mm -hmm. so I, I knew where I wanted to go. But I had to make sure the experience was there, and I had to make sure I could handle the cold first off. And so you know, and my mom and I are very close, single mom. And so we're we're by we're by the library, 
and it's snowing. It's, it's like three degrees. It's, it's snowing, right? And my mom said, hey, let's walk. The coach was like, no, Miss Minor, we don't do that. Said, no, 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 we're going to walk. <laughs> They're like, no, Miss Minor, we don't want to walk. I'm like, mom, I don't walk either. You know, so no, we're going to walk. Cool. All right. So we're walking. And she says, son, you see that kid over there? He's probably about the, he's about the, bar, the bar low. Mom, I you know, barely see him. Yeah. He said, you see what he has on? I said, mom, what? What does he have on? Said, he has a coat on. I can buy you a coat, <laughs> but I can't buy you education. This is where you need to go. And when she said that in front of Touchdown Jesus, it was like this, the sensation I had in my body. I can't even describe it. It, it was just so apropos at that moment. And it just felt right. Now, mind you, mind you, I was supposed to come in December when all the big recruits come. But we were still in playoffs. So I couldn't make it. So I couldn't come in, into January, which is good. I get, I get to see the weather in January, right? And Notre Dame did a great job. Got to the airport. They backed the van up to the airport door. So I walked <laughs> from the airport inside the van. They, they don't want me outside at all. So mm-hmm. we, we, go, we go to the Jack where we meet new hosts for dinner and the rest of recruits. They back, they, they back the van up to the door in the Jack. And so I walked. So I'm, I'm not, I ain't been outside yet. But I've been Notre Dame now. I've been Notre Dame since so I've been for almost two hours. I ain't been outside yet. Right? And so the first time I go outside was, was we had a flat tire on our recruiting trip. We go outside, the fixed tire. It was snowing. It was like four degrees. And I felt so at home with these guys. I said, I'm, I'm, I'm all in. I'm all in. So, and, God, and God's amazing, first and foremost. Absolutely. Absolutely. Lucky Lucky Podcast. The great Corey Miner right here with us. And moving forward, your recruitment, Lou Holtz, what was like just, you know, we talked to former players that come back from that era. What was he like, man? Like, what? Give me one great story that stands out the most, especially with you being a coach now. Like, because I'm sure his words come back to you even more now. Sure. I'll tell you what he told my mom and I, which I thought was absolutely extraordinary. I think I was being recruited by everybody except Michigan and except Penn State. Mm-hmm. Those are the only two schools in recruiting. And he said, Miss Minor, listen, your son's a phenomenal athlete, phenomenal man. If you find a better place that's going to make him a man, in the spiritual aspect, community aspect, and life aspect, to graduate early and play top notch football, have him go there. Mm-hmm. What else you going to say after that? Right. That was it. I was right. like, sign me up. <laughs> right. You know, I mean, it, because because it was not about the football piece, which I love, right? It's about hey, and you as a person, as a man, that when you leave when you leave this institution, you're gonna be a better man for it, and that's what got me, right? It's not the four year decision, right? But the forty year decision, right? It, that's mm-hmm. that's what it was, right? And so to hear to hear him say that, and not just say it, guys, live it. Like his office was always open, no matter what we're going on, girlfriend, schoolwork. Homesickness, got a fight with mom, dad. Like it didn't matter. His office was always open, and whatever you need, he was there. And so for me, that was like, okay, my father figure here is Lowe's for sure. Absolutely. So yeah, let me take you back to the first time you set foot on campus, right? Okay? And the first time you go to practice, I talked to Jeff Burris, and Jeff Burris said his first practice. He looks up 
and he sees Ricky Waters with his shirt off running down the field. And he turned to his fellow freshman and said, we got a lot of work to do. <laughs> what was your what was your first shock and awe moment? I think for me, it was like that I'm really here. Hmm. Right. Like there's Notre Dame is and during this time is it's, it's, it's bigger than anything. Right. During this time. Right. And Lou Holtz is, is bigger than life. I think at the time I heard that the, the top three type of jobs were air traffic controller, the president of the United States and Lou Holtz's head coaching job in Notre Dame. Hmm. Right. So it was it was a big deal. So I think for me, actually, like coming out to the field of practice with the gold helmet and dressed up in uniform, like, like yeah, this is my six-year-old dream. I actually made it. Yeah. I actually did it. Like I put the work, the time, effort in, grace of God above, it actually worked out. So to me, it was more so like it wasn't so more, it wasn't so shocked with someone else seeing like, oh, here's so and so. It was, oh shoot, like, dude, I'm I'm here. So you went through a transition. And this is going to parlay into the You're going to get me started. You're going to get me started. No, 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 no. See, I, look. I'm kidding. Hey, look. Malik will tell you. We had a show last week where I flat out called. I want. I don't even want to say his name. But a, no, head, coach, name. a head coach that you played under, I flat out told Notre Dame fans I felt like he was a snitch. I felt like he was an insider, a snitch, and was snitching on Lou Holtz and helped administration get Lou Holtz out of there. And I was yeah. like, dude, so he, to me. That's a heavy walked, allegation, son. Hey, <laughs> I stand on it. I'm, I'm like, you said it, though. Oh, what, see, I said it for you, bro. I got your back. I got your back. I'm going to make sure I keep you clean. I'll take the charges. It's my gun. It's my gun. I'll <laughs> take the charges. <laughs> so. But going through a transition, and I want to sure. ask you this question because sure. it's two parts. Sure. You know, leftover conversation is what we have at the beginning of each show based upon how we ended the show and the yeah. thoughts of the fans that they leave after the show. And we were talking about Steph Curry, how amazing he's been to start this season. Yeah. And we asked fans who was the Steph Curry of college football that kind of changed the game and brought it into his modern fashion. Yeah, uh, Malik had a very interesting take because he said he felt like it was Tua Tungvaloa because of how he transitioned Alabama's offense from the ground. Being the, the best team at the time in the country. Yeah. yeah, being the best team. The youth and how it started to change. Everybody wanted this young quarterback. Yeah. The young play him right now guy. Which leads to the Bryce Youngs and all the Ohio State guys that are the one year ready to play right now. Oklahoma took off with it. But Tua changed the game because he was on the best team of that era at the time. I, I see what you So who would you say? Because people said Michael Vick, Johnny Manziel. Who do you think has been responsible for the college football game change? Wow. I guess I'm, I'm, I'm gonna do two parts. That's okay. I'm gonna do a little. I'm gonna be a little selfish too on my second part. I think that I would say Michael Vick. Yeah, I, I, I think what Michael Vick did um, was absolutely phenomenal. I think what Michael Vick did. You know, I, I you look at the you look at the, the way he ran the ball, the way he threw the ball. The ball spins from a left hand. It's so sweet. I, I, I listen. I'm not a receiver at all, but those left handies, man, that ball spins nice. Yes, right? sir. It does. And seeing the way he threw the ball uh, and, and, and 
and how he how he just took down defense with his legs and his arms. I, I'm, I'm gonna say him from that standpoint, from just a magnitude standpoint. But I'm gonna be a little selfish here and, and talk about my linebacker core that I had Notre Dame mm. with 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 Burt Berry, Laurent Cobbins, and Kenan Tatum. Because during that time, you didn't see a lot of a lot of linebacker defensive ends wearing single digits. You didn't see mm. a lot of guys wearing 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 visors. Right, you, you didn't see that. Okay. So, okay. So, okay. So, Talk your so, stuff. Yeah. So, <laughs> and I'm only I'm only saying that because a few people reached out to me and said, "Hey, listen, when I look when I think back at college football, your LB course is different than anybody else is doing." And, mm-hmm. and I'm not saying this because I because I you know, I'm just trying to be elitist. What what feedback I've gotten over the years have been gone. And you look if you look at then we all four had shields. You know, yeah. you know, three of us had single digits. Right, it was just a we we just did things a little bit different than most right. linebackers did before and I think after. So I don't know. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna throw it out there and, and just say that Michael Vick, the magnitude bigger than bigger than anything, and I think our LB coordinator Dane, maybe from maybe even on a regional standpoint, but I really do feel that the numbers the the numbers where we played the 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 uh, the visors, uh, it was it was a pretty sweet. Well, you definitely got it right. Naming another lefty as a as a game changer uh, yeah. in the landscape, but in terms of his impact as an individual, yeah, I think Mike Biggin takes the cake yeah. for it in terms of just fandom. Like it was just sure. fandom, yeah, 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 for sure, for sure, Mike Big, for sure. For two of the game changed in 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 the landscape of college football because of how everybody recruited after that. <laughs> Yeah, forced other teams to do in terms of get off that three-year, four-year guy. Yeah, get the hot, fresh, young guy. Yeah, no, you're right. Right now, yeah, it makes and, sense. You know, um, I think just the landscape is changing so much now, just because defenses are getting a little bit better. Yeah, and these teams and these coaches are rotating so much. You yeah, don't have a lot right. of time to practice, so you yeah. get more of these gimmick offenses that that come in college football. Like. Yeah, no, you're right. No, you're exactly right. I agree with that 100%. So that leads me to the next question. The vision that Lou Holtz had for you compared to how you were actually used once he left. Yeah. What was the difference, and do you think your game would have fit more eight to ten years later in college football? It's so funny you said that. So a buddy of mine, I played with in high school. He played at UW. I was a running back. We had we had lunch probably two years ago. And he said, Corey, someone gonna tell you, I was gonna tell you. He said, the way you rushed a passer, you came too early. He told mm-hmm. me, he's like, he said, you were just, it wasn't there yet what you were doing, right? Mm-hmm. He said, if you had been there today, you've been you have been you have magnified differently than you were right and, and i never thought about that until he said it. I, I, I did some research on my own i said hey man listen i, I really appreciate that you know listen when, when lou host left my, my spirit football left right? i gotta be real with you on this podcast my people real with you like i i didn't love the game anymore right because it was a different you know listen bob baby and i have talked since everything has gone down over, over the years we've connected and all that and, and so i'm I, that's I've gotten that hate and stuff out of my system. So, but I, I didn't love the game when he was coaching. I didn't, right? I also came in there with a guy who said he was going to be take care of me for four years. And so that was tough for me. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Right. And, and so, but I always used to wonder because I had, I had to put myself in, in Davey's shoes, right? Was he ready for that job yet? Probably not. But whoever is, 
Notre Dame job. Whoever is ready for that, number one. Number two, when you get an offer, when you get an offer to you, however it happened, you gotta take it. You can't just say no to that. Mm-hmm. Right? So even though it might have been bigger than what he was ready for, he had to take it. Yeah. And, I, and I get it. How he got it. But yes, when when Lou was there, and because I was under him and what, what was going on, do I think I would have been a top 10 draft pick in the NFL period? For sure. Mm-hmm. Lou told me that himself. Mm-hmm. Right? But but when he left, I didn't love the game anymore. So I didn't play probably at my highest ability as I could have. Yeah. Right? Because I just felt I was cheated in a sense, in a lot of different mm. ways. And so the love, the excitement, you know, you listen, football again, you gotta you gotta love the two. You gotta, you love, gotta it. love that type. You gotta love, love it, it, right? And I didn't love like that anymore. Now I can get by and I still play where I'm getting it wrong. Right. But when Lou was there, it was just a fire, right? And so I always say this, and I don't mean no ill will about it, just keeping it real. Lou was Lou was a a out the out the factory Rolls Royce. Mm. Where, 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 where Bob was a was a was a was a Honda. No, no ill will. It's just it's, it's, it just is what hey, it is. Hey, you, you can't even just, you can't even give him a Chrysler three hundred. It's, it's, it's just is what it is. Like you talking about. Like think about this. When they replaced Nick Saban, that's Nick Saban. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. that's Nick Saban. That's that's a Rolls Royce. Like what you what you what what do you go from there? Okay, I'm sorry. He, he, he's a Davies and Mercedes. It's still a difference. Either, right. Because the way you look at it. Right. It's still right. a big difference. A Honda crazy though. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to get my I'm trying to get my Kevin Hardy. My Kevin Hardy. So um, you two, so- you two, Malik, you said we've had conversations. You told me that your love for the game left at some point during that 2016 season, which led you to ultimately transfer out. So what is that? How do you uh, try to reconcile that as a player to both of you? Like, you know, you come there, you have promise, you know, and then all of a sudden that light goes out or that love leaves you. And I know you want to try and get it back. Yeah. How difficult is that? And, And what's that struggle like? It's definitely a change in the love that you have for the game. Cause for me, it was, it just almost made me figure that it wasn't even about being the best. You know, going through it, you're yeah. like, okay, if I'm the best, there's just a clear shot to get straight to the top. I'm just the best every time. But once you get in certain situations, you know, I don't think it happens everywhere, but certain places where you're getting these, these things, I call them, it's not it, – it, it didn't appear to be it's about playing the best player. And when that happened to me, I'm like, okay, this is like a different type of game I have to think about now because it's not so much about outdoing a guy. It's just about being sometimes in the right place at the right time or a specific to what a certain coach wants. And it may be outside of how I got here, you know, in terms of skill or whatever wise. So I think that understanding changed the way I thought about the game and it it just gears you differently. And I think yeah. because of that, I found more love in the coaching and this, that, and the third. But as a player, like for some guys like Jalen Smith, I mean, he comes in, he just gets a – he has the potential. You know, he gets the potential coming in. And then just things just start happening for him. 
you know, Danny Spawn goes down. He's done for the whole year. You're like, damn, okay. So next guy in just happens to be Jalen. And then he goes in there and just starts killing it. And it's, and it's, you know, rest is history. So sometimes it happens like that. Like Will Fuller, the same way, comes just straight. Nothing ever wrong happened almost. So mm. some guys are different. And I think when you go through that, it puts you in the right place, I think, where football wants you to be. Corey, how, how, how did you reconcile that? Yeah, I, I mean, I, I'm, I'm not sure I really ever did, mm. to be real honest with you, man, because um, – this, this guy, Lou Holtz, was my world, man. And at the end of the day, I, I, I went there because he was there. And that was huge for me, right? And so him leaving was 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 was, was tough. And so, and, 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 you know, me and Bob just never really, we just never really got down like that. You, you know what I mean? And I, I was a captain and I was, I was, a leader and all that, and you know, you know, all the accolades and all that, but him and I just never really got down like that, and so it was just tough, and it was hard to swallow, and it was, it was hard, man. And, and so, you know, I leaned on my faith, of course, and and you know, I just did what I could do to, to keep going, man. But it was, it was hard. I, I, I'm not gonna lie, it was, a, it was a challenge. Lucky Lucky Podcast, the great Corey Minor joins us right here. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Are you ready to elevate your college football game day experience? Check out Twisted Tea, your go-to game day beverage for college football fans. Twisted Tea is unlike any hard beverage you've had before. It's made with real brewed tea and packs a powerful punch with 5% alcohol and no carbonation, delivering the perfect balance of taste and refreshment that goes down smooth for every game day occasion. No need to settle for the usual. Twisted Tea turns up any occasion, especially when you're cheering for your favorite team. Whether you're tailgating in the stadium parking lot, watching at a bar, or hosting friends at home, Twisted Tea is there to elevate game day experience. It perfectly complements your love for college football and your passion for creating unforgettable moments. So let's toast to unforgettable game day experiences. Twisted Tea, the drink that fuels fun and celebrates your love for college football. Keep it twisted. I've talked to a lot of Notre Dame players left. So I know I already know the importance of Lou Holtz. I do to their lives to this day. Like it goes beyond the football field, championships, the recruitment. I'm talking about to this day. The way this hit this man is beloved by his players. Yeah. You do as both of you coach, that's why you do it, man. Like that's that's the that's the core of why you do it. As, like to make men, right? And when you recruit, you guys both deal with these high schoolers. How difficult is it in today's landscape to get young men, high schoolers, to buy in to look, I'm trying to make you 
a great young man young man like i'm gonna make you the best football player you can be but it's bigger than that i'm really trying to set you up for the rest of your life like malik for you like because you have a young quarterback that you believed in since the first time you saw him as an eighth grade you were like sean this kid is the next one he's the next one but outside of that you really believe in him as a young man just talk about having that type of relationship and trying to pour into him as a young man and as a football player. Yeah. It's, it's, you know, high school is just so funny coaching it because the kids at this point, you know, is different than when I was in high school and, and maybe it's just the school I'm at, but just as the, the value they see in coming to practice every day, you know, it's not a, Oh, I just come today. Don't go tomorrow kind of thing. But the value of, why it's important in relation to building a team and and getting the guys to buy into the value that if you guys can just listen, we can start winning some games and then y'all start to see why all of the things we're doing are make will make sense. And so it it uh it was a little rough at first, but when you identify those those guys on the team that do take it serious, as a coach, I feel like I put them in position to where they can lead the other guys around them. And, you know, nowadays everything's about getting offers. So, you know, we happen to get one or two transfers, got an offer, and a couple of coaches start coming around. You know, a lot of it too. Got to have a good structured program. You know, if you got things laid out where guys can come in and you got fundraisers and it feels like a program, yeah. kids tend to kind of fall in line with that. But, you know, there's no funding in a lot of these schools. So, you know, you go to the better schools, you get some of that, yeah. and you work yeah. harder at the other ones. But yeah. establishing that relationship with a kid and pouring into him, you only got so many hours in a day with him. Yeah. Outside of trying to make him a better football player, it's more just relationship and conversation, man. And, you know, these kids go through so much uh, different types of structure throughout the day, and then they come to football and they want to be able to – get a little bit of that release, but also find some commonality. You know, I mean, everybody's just harping on them all day. I always say, talk black to me because I'm not your teacher, you know, because your teacher, yeah. they tell you to <laughs> shut up all day and everything and don't say yeah. nothing while I'm talking. But at football, I need you to communicate. Yeah. You know what I mean? I need you to talk to the other guys. If I say something and I'm wrong, say I'm wrong. At least yeah. we can get some rapport. So then when I need you to tell somebody else they wrong, y'all can work together. So, uh, you know, I, I try to get them in more of a back and forth, uh, if anything. And that, and that just helps the trust factor. Yeah. You know, it's crazy how much time you spend with the kids through the season because by the time you look up, it's Thanksgiving. You're in the playoffs, and you be like, man, we feel like you really know the kids, you know, yeah. at that point. Yeah. So I think that's what brings it all together. And then to see them – enjoying winning yeah I think winning seals it because it's one thing to really pour into a kid y'all suck it's just like it don't quite stick but when they start to see is all that happening and then y'all win it, uh, it really makes it worthwhile that's true that's true where you go where you coach at i was at lakewood okay Okay. And I had to stop yeah. for a while because I'm doing the, you know, the, yeah. the CBS stuff. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. For but sure. loved it, man. Loved it. That's a good stuff, man. I love that. I love that. Corey, for you, you know, when coaching, you know, that getting them to buy in and, and times have changed and, yeah, 
you know, the high school game has evolved. Like, they're getting attention in like seventh, eighth grade, even before they step on the high school field. Like, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I'm a little, I have a little different perspective. I was at an uber wealthy white school in Orange County as a head coach. So that was a whole different perspective from, from the get go, from the jump as being a black right. man. Uh, yeah, that's, that's a, yeah, that's a whole, yeah, that's a whole, whole different, that's a whole different situation. Whole different. It's, it's, <laughs> that's an aggressive difference. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. different, right? And so my school is predominantly, predominantly a lacrosse school. My tuition is $45,000 a year. So it's a whole different situation that I'm, that I'm at, that I was at for six years as a head coach. And what I did really is, is, is connect with these young men who didn't look like me and I didn't look like them, but we built this, we built this amazing bond. We really did. And I had success there because they bought in, they bought into, um, listen, people want to always, you, you want to go off on the kid, do something wrong to that, but they never forget the second part of that as a coach and to love them, right? You can't go off on someone and then leave them there. Mm. You go off on them, you gotta go off on them, you gotta love on them again, right? So they, they, you keep, you build that rapport. So what I did, I, I, I basically shared my thoughts, things I did wrong in my life, things that didn't go well for me, and that, that communication bridge opened up. So they would share with me what, what they're dealing with, right? And so all of a sudden now, now we have two-way communication, now we're close. So now I got parents, right? Hey, can you please talk to my son? Can you please talk to my son? Because they, he talks to you only and they won't talk to us. Cool, I got you, right? So for me, it became way more than football because my, my, my kids aren't going to, you know, division one like that, you know, they, they, they're they going to, they're going to be doctors and lawyers and politicians and, you know, own companies and, and all that. Right. And then some of them, some of them are, I had a few that did, but majority of them, you know, are going to Ivy League schools, no matter what, and not for football. Football was football, is not their favorite. They didn't because mm -hmm. their friends do it. They don't watch it. They didn't study it. They, they, they didn't, they didn't go see it. Right. They played because it was fun. And it, was, it was camaraderie. So I coached differently. Right. Cause I have kids saying, coach, man, I got to save my test. I can leave practice. Huh? <laughs> but but here's what I know though. That kid is going to Cornell, not for football. So go go study. Like I'm not, I'm not gonna say no to that. Like it is what it is. Like so, in my world, you had to be a little different. Where I, I went to Bishop Vermont, so if they didn't tell you that you'd have been don't don't come back, right? But I was in a different different world. So, the, but as Malik says, the communication is critical by right? building that rapport with them, the love, respect. When a kid knows you care for them outside of what, what you're doing with them, they will do the world for you. And so that's why it's the reason why I did so well down there and still to this day, talk to all the kids and parents, you know, and I've been gone now for some time. And so at the end of the day, you know, I loved it. I enjoy it. Now I'm coaching Division Three, which is a little bit different, which I love. Uh, it's a different animal than high school, different animal than Division One, but it has its own issues and problems as well. But I absolutely love it. Again, I love to build young men. Right. That's, right. My favorite that's thing what to it's do. about. That's yeah, my, that's, that's, that's what, what it's about. about right. That's Building young about. men to better men. So they asked me, hey, coach, what book should I be reading? Boom. I dropped it on. Hey, what school, what school are you at again? Cal Lutheran. Oh, yeah. That's a nice yeah, school. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's cool. Yeah. So um, so I I enjoy that, man. It's been fun. But the mentorship for me, as Malik just knows, that's that's the best part about it, man. It doesn't, it doesn't get me better than that. Hey, Malik, you know what I do. When we start talking about mentorship of young men. You know, you know, I'm I deal with the inner city That's of Chicago. Your expertise. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Hey, I you start getting me hype, bro, because you start talking <laughs> about a lot of things, yeah, that are very much needed. Everything else that surrounds, you know, your goals, your dreams, yeah. that's fine. Making it to yeah. the NFL or the NBA, that's fine. Yeah. But at the core, you can really change generations. Amen. When, you, when you're able to mentor and change Amen. young men into men. Amen they could be that. the strong heads of families. Like, Amen to that. Amen, Amen to that. It, 
this is my type of conversation. Yeah. But, you know, this is the Notre Dame podcast, so, you know, we'll chop it up offline about that stuff sometime. Sounds Once again, the great Corey Miner joins us right here. And uh, left, this guy right here, man, I don't know if you know, he teased us with something. He was part of one of the great linebacker cores ever at Notre Dame, but he was also part of the greatest what-if recruiting class at yeah. Notre Dame, yeah. right? Because they're probably one of the t- greatest top 10 recruiting classes, right? Yeah. You know, featured by him and Autry Denson, but they were supposed to have James Jackson and Randy Moss in that class as well. Yeah, yeah. Like, when you were being recruited, was Randy Moss an expectation in your well, mind to be in this class? Funny. It's funny. I didn't, even, I didn't even know, actually, to be honest with you. Um, I had heard, uh, you know, Great Brian sometime later that he was, yeah, he was, could possibly be in the class. You know, I, I, I didn't really know, but if you look on USA Today, um, the one that I played the year for, then we got seven dudes on that board that are, are in my class. Yeah, like we 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 had we had some dudes, from Mike Rosenthal, the Mike Ritters, Rogan. yeah, uh, to Jerry Wisney. Like we we had we had some dudes, man, and uh, you know we. Uh, it just, again, listen. You know, we, you know, you can't go back in the past. But if Lou Holtz was still there, uh-huh. I don't know, man. I, I think it'd have been a whole different situation oh, for our we, class and everything else. Hey, man. You know, <laughs> I'm gonna leave that alone, right there. Hey, man. He, you know, Coach Holtz had to do his bid, man, because he had informants yeah. in the program. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, you know how that works, Malik. When yeah. you got informants in your crew, <laughs> you know, cast snitching on you. <laughs> you know, and then you have to go do the bid. Yeah, it is what it is. But I totally agree with you. I totally yeah. agree with you. Uh, the, the evidence was how things went. Yep, sure. At 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 the left, that yeah. was the evidence. Uh, for you, what have you seen from this team as they've shifted from the pre previous regime to what Marcus Freeman has brought to the table? To be, to be honest with you, I, I love the tenacity. I mean, they play hard and they play physical. And, and that, that, that's football, right? I mean, listen, so I, I played back in the days when you had two a days, you, you want to pull gear both to both sessions. It's different now, right? <laughs> like, like guys had CTE, but they didn't know it was CTE back then, right? So I played right. I played when you can still bang it out and and you know, hitting the quarterback was was all was all legal. Right? It, was, it wasn't play football yet, you know. Um, and so that's that's how I played the game. So for me. Like seeing them play physical, play strong, play tough, fourth and one goal line stands, fourth and one stands, like that to me is football. That's what I enjoy. And seeing that, but on both sides, seeing that front line on both sides, O and D, dominate teams, uh, you, you got to love it, man. You got to love that. That's where, that's where it's built. You know, Malik knows, right? You got to have a great line if you can do anything, right? So that's where it's built. As a linebacker, right? I, I, my D line is, is, isn't darn good, uh, but I'm in trouble. My D line made me, right? And that's that's, that's yeah. the facts. Right, and I think you got to realize that, and they do that in Notre Dame, right? They're physical on both sides of the ball, and they want to leave with the old line, D line. When you do that, man, you have success. Man, I know you watch Al Golden's defense, and as aggressive as he is, yeah. I know you sit back and say, "Yeah, I can play for him." <laughs> yeah, for sure. I can all play for him uh, all, all day long, man. I, I love that. I love those guys flying around making plays, man. Uh, that's that's what it's all about. That's what that's why that type of football should be played, right? High intensity, high level, make plays. No, don't just be satisfied with making a tackle. Let's go make the play. Let's get a PPU. Mm. Let's get a pick. Right. Let's do that. Let's change our mindset of how we think about this game. And so I, I love that, man. You're right. I think Al's done a phenomenal job 
hope it stays around for a little bit longer. So I want to take you back to a few memorable games okay. from your career. Okay. You come in freshman, uh, highly talented class, and then you guys the next year in 96, early in the season, play one of the hottest games you probably ever experienced going up against James Brown, Ricky Williams, and the Texas Longhorns. Yeah, buddy. You're down seven points in the fourth quarter. Your offense moves it to the Texas 38. Lou Holtz decides to punt. Let me tell you how much confidence Lou. Look, Texas really had dominated the second half, right? Notre Dame had gotten a little tired. I think the temperature on the field was something like 103. They yep. reported it was left. I'm like, yo, that's crazy, right? And Lou Holtz calls a punt formation and tries to get a pass interference on Texas. He just had the punter throw it up to the gunner, right? Mm -hmm. And the gunner flops. Mm -hmm. And it's like, yo, but like, I'm like, yo, you're putting your defense. He, I'm like, this is how much faith he had in that defense. Like, mm -hmm. oh, we're going to get a stop. Yeah. And we're going to get it right back. And ultimately, goal line, they get the ball back, two minutes left fourth and goal from the half-inch line. They've had the ball on the one-yard line for three consecutive plays left. Couldn't punch it in. Fourth and six, bro. Fourth and goal from the six. This man calls an option play, bro. And Archie Denson takes it in. Like, Texas, that was the last thing Texas was expecting. The last thing. Here's what you're not. Here's what you're not saying. I don't mean to cut you off. No, no, Lou, break it. Give it to us. Lou Holt said it in the huddle. Wow. We're gonna give it to the defense. They will stop them. We'll drive down and score. He said that before it happened. Wow. We were like, this man just said that, and it just happened the way he said it. That's let me amazing. Tell you, listen, Ricky Williams was a beast. Like that dude was giving us the business all night long, Malik. Let me tell you, fam. Like all night long, I'm a sophomore. Like this dude is. He, he was nice like that. What? Dog, he was giving us the business. That's when Brian Westbrook, Randy Kinder, his kids felt that. You see that yeah. kid? Yeah. Malik, they did the option to the Texas sideline, and Ron Paulus pitched it late, and Westbrook came out the roof and hit Randy Kinder so hard, bro, on the sideline, bruh. <laughs> Man, what? Mm, we thought, man, that he ain't gonna he ain't get up in that. He ain't gonna get up. He got up though, but Westbrook came out the roof and hit this dude. <laughs> man, but Lou Holtz said, I kid you not, Lou Holtz said that he brought us up in the huddle. This is what's gonna happen, so we're gonna do, and dang it, bro, it happened. Just like you said it. Dude, they several players have said he was the best coach in instilling confidence in the team and individual players that didn't know that they had it in them. Man, when I tell you, we would do, we, we would do, I, I do it now with my sales teams that I, that I train and coach. We would do, we would do uh, uh, visuals at night in the hotel rooms, right, visualization. He lay, we lay down in the big ballroom, turn the lights off, and he would just talk to us. We close our eyes, he would talk about the game to, to us. What play are you gonna make? What are you gonna do? How are you gonna make it happen? How are you gonna play for your team? 
this man was brilliant. That's why. That's why. That's why. Listen, when I said the, the Honda comment, I didn't mean no ill. It was a Honda. It really I'm was just a Honda. Real with you, this dude was a Rolls Royce platinum style, right? Premium wheels, twenty-four inch wheels, tinted windows, like like that. You, yeah. You, you you can't replace like the only person that they can replace Nick Saban with that has star power is going to be Dion. Hmm. How, how you replace Nick Saban? How you replace Lou Holtz? How you replace Bobby Bowden? You just can't do that. Mm. You just can't do that. Those guys are at a different level when you come on coaching and loving on their players and getting the most out of them. Listen, man, listen, Lou Holtz will make you want to run through a brick wall. You know you wouldn't survive it, but you do it anyway. Yeah. That's do just, that left. Remember, I told you the story about my mom. Yeah, I was like, dude, she's the greatest lover of people. She's a prayer warrior. Yeah. Like, dude, she will take you to the top of the mountain and you'll look over the mountain and see a whole army and she'll look you in your eyes and say, you're well able. Yeah. And walk away. And you're standing there looking at her like, what? What? What are you talking about? But it's like, what she tells you, it gets you to that point. Like, dude, I can do anything, bro. Yeah. I can do anything. And, and the surge that goes through my body, because it just happened. I'm, t- I'm talking about the Texas game. And I'm sitting here watching, like, a coach only does that if he believes in his players and his defense. You don't take a chance like that with eight minutes in the fourth quarter. You're speaking no. on it. You're speaking on most, it. You're speaking most on coaches, it. it's fourth and six. Most, most coaches are like, man, I don't know if I'm going to get the ball back. I got to go for it here. Yeah. Blue Holtz is like, man. We gonna get it back. Hey, we gonna get it back. Yeah, we gonna get it back. We gonna get it back. And they and get it back. It. And you on the half it. inch line. Yeah, he said it. You get a receipt, You get a false start penalty. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You go back to the six, and you say, "Man, look, we're gonna run this option play. It really yeah. hasn't worked all day, but we're about to run this play. They'll never expect it. And that it works." Brilliant, man. Brilliant. Genius all in one. Brilliant. Genius. I mean, that's the reason why he's so beloved to this day. Like you, like you said earlier, he's absolutely beloved to this day. Man. Absolutely. Because guys go to school there. Like it was school, it was school, the institution, right? Lou football. Yeah. It was an institution like Notre Dame, right? Graduate 40 years, what, what that means. Then it was Lou. So for me, when Lou was when Lou was gone. I'm gonna say something I shouldn't say, but I'm gonna say it anyway because I love y'all so much. <laughs> I shouldn't say it, but I'm gonna say it anyway. So when Lou got that phone call about not coming back, I was in the office when he got it. Him and I. And I was in the office when he got it. I never seen a man cry like that, bro. Wow. And and that hit my soul. And I knew from that point on I was never gonna be the same. Because what this man did for me in my life, he changed me like there's no other. And so, but yeah, I just gave you an exclusive. I ain't told nobody I was in I was in that I was in the office when it happened. How do you how do you respond? You seeing your mentor, your father figure broken down, like how, how did you respond in that moment? I didn't really know what to do. I just, I just, you know, you, I saw him crying. I wanted to console him, 
but I, my I, my heart was just crushed because I knew right there it was about to be different, and 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 I knew um, that there would there'd be no one else that could take his place, and I just knew at that point in time too I would not be the same player as I was because he had me on he had me on trajectory that was going to be a whole different situation. Yeah, we've been trying to replace him for thirty five years. Thirty five. Yeah. 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 So what you're it's real. What you're saying? Yeah. yeah. We've true. been trying to replace him yeah, for that long. And yeah. uh yeah. And, and my and my worry, and again, this I, I have no knowledge of this. My worry though is that at some point Freeman goes to OSU. That's real. That's my worry. Because I mean when you go listen, when you go to Notre Dame, you're top of the totem pole, really nowhere else to go, right? Yeah. But at some point you want to come home. And that's home for him, right? Mm -hmm. Uh and so that'd be my worry at some point. I hope that that never happens. So I like what Freeman's doing now. I like the foundation he has set. But I think about that often. Like at some point, you know, you, you want to go back to where, you know, where it all started for you. Why would why would you not want that? Right? Yeah, that's true. You know, and so and plus, I hate to say it, you know, how they they're gonna they're gonna pay him some racks. <laughs> Fact. No name just doesn't no name just doesn't pay like that, which I wish we would. I, I don't know why we don't. Yeah. They don't. They really don't. And I hate that, but it, it is what it is. Let's go to another game. You know, you're facing one of your former high school teammates as he comes mm. in with the number five USC Trojans. John Robinson is mm. once again the head coach. Yeah. And you guys had struggled a little bit, and people thought you guys weren't going to win that game. And yeah. The linebacking core. You guys dominated that game with sacks, tackles for loss, interceptions. Yeah. You set the tone. That line, that single-digit linebacking core you talked about. Just talk to talk about that game and how special it was to pull off that upset. So before I'm gonna take before that. So I'm a I'm a I'm a California guy, right? So J Rob recruited me. J Rob's a great dude. If mm. USC was not in LA, because I'm from there, born and raised over there, I didn't want to be around that. If, if USC was not in California, based on him and Lou Holtz, now I'm, I'm not saying he was Lou by any means, but he was a great dude. I love J Rob, right? Great dude. That was a fun game for me, right? Because I'm a freshman, you know, SC's coming out, you know, a couple of guys on the team I played with in high school, right? And it was bragging rights for me, right? At least year yeah. one, you know, for sure. After that, it turned, the tables turned, unfortunately. Um, you know, but hard part game. That's when I had Keyshawn Johnson. They were fabulous, right? Uh, I think they're number five, like you know, they're top five, six in the country. Phenomenal team, phenomenal program, doing big things. And uh, we had to work that out for us. And I remember that was probably the, the highlight I remember my freshman year. I got a sack in the end zone, Kyle Wildhoats. Um, I got a sack for a safety as a freshman. And that that was something that, that very, very memorable to me. But no, listen, our defense stepped up, played well, offense scored when we needed it, man. Uh, but again, man, loose, loose presence, man, on the sidelines. There's something magical about that. It really is. And I, I know I keep, I keep harping on it because it's, it's just truthful. It's just absolutely facts, hashtag facts. And he's just an amazing man. But he, he always prepared you. Like, you're prepared no matter what. Like, you, you found a way to be prepared no matter what. And so uh, we got it done, man. It was, it was a tough task, tall order, but we got it done. And then you guys face Florida State. Another top 10 team in yeah. the Orange Bowl. In the Orange Bowl. And, dude, you lost your quarterback. You had a backup yeah. quarterback. Sure did. And. Sure did. The defense once again sets the tone. And, the dude, one of the left, one of the, Notre Dame has the ball with a chance to win. Yeah. 
And this is the worst intentional grounding call I've ever seen. Yeah, in the yeah, it was football. I, it was. You're right. I agree with you. Right, and of course, since he threw it from the end zone, it right. ended up being a safety. Yeah, safety. Like oh, the receivers, okay. the receivers yeah. right there. Yeah. The ball yeah. lands like yeah. two yards in front of the running back. So it's intentional grounding. He threw it from the end zone. So it's a safety. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And so now Notre Dame has to kick the ball away. Yeah, yeah, hey, let me tell yeah. you something. Yeah. That was the day, man, let me tell you something, because Florida State always talks, bro. That was the game I found out, yo, these Notre Dame linebackers, because now they're playing Florida State. Like, this yeah. is supposed, a team is supposed to have speed. Da, da, da. Work, to have, have work done was a beast. Yes, <laughs> yes, work was. Done was a beast. Yes, he yeah. was. Yeah. And on top of that, that was the night I found out Man, boy, this cat Derek Mays ain't no joke, boy. Yeah, he not yet. He Mays, boy, he was giving their defensive defensive backs the business and telling them about it. Mays had the biggest hands I've ever seen. And I got some big hands. Mays had the biggest hands I've ever seen on a dude. Really? And he he just caught the ball, Malik. Malik, you left on him because no matter where you was at, he'd make you look good. No matter (laughs) where you put it at, no matter where you put it at, family, he's going to snag it. He just had those hands, man, those, those mittens, bro. Yeah, he, he was a beast for sure, for sure. Wow. What's the one game we ask all players this? What's the one game where you walked off the field and you said, "Man, I left everything I had on that field tonight." Um, the my last game against LSU in the Independence Bowl. No, no, I'm sorry, the one at home. The, the, the one at home. Senior, my okay. senior year. My okay. Senior year. My mom spoke at the pep rally. Mm-hmm. My mom spoke. She was, she was the keynote speaker for the pep rally. Uh, and then I had two and a half sacks that game and really balled out, played well. Uh, that stands out probably by far as far as capping off a, 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 a career there that, that that has me. I think they got me now. So I'm third in tackles for loss. Third, I'm third in sacks now. They got me. Um, and and I'm, I'm second tackles for loss yeah. uh, in the program. Um, and then probably the most memorable moment was Ohio State, my 96. And they came to us, you know. As a kid, as a kid, Ooh. I tell you, my six, I had a six-year-old dream to go to Notre so Dame. You were going up against Orlando Pace in that game, man. Did you have to bring up his name? I still got nightmares <laughs> of that dude, man. Why you do that? <laughs> there, listen, there is a phenomenal uh, 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 shot. And uh, remember back in the remember Anthony Sports Magazine, like the football college football issue, mm-hmm. a picture of him and I. His big old mitt under my mask like this pushed me back like that. It's a great picture. Oh my goodness! It's a great, it's a great picture. But he got me. He was a Hall of Famer, right? Hall, HOS. So you know, yeah. I take that. But I, I gave him some too, though. I gave him some. Yeah. I, I gave him. Yeah, 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 absolutely, I gave him absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. I gave him a little bit. I gave him a little I bit. Too. Uh, I had too. But right, right. Yeah. But we did a we did a blitz, and they, they Stanley Jackson, the quarterback, did a boot right into my blitz. Man, took him down by his neck. You know, 10, 12 yard loss. Great tackle. Great sack. Malik, I kid you not, all of a sudden, the student body goes, Corey Minor, Corey Minor. <laughs> and then the whole stadium erupts, Corey Minor. I thought I had died and gone to heaven, man. Yeah. Like, yeah. If, if I was, if my career, my career ended right then and there, yeah. I, I was, it was good. cool. It was yeah. cool. Because you never expect that to hear that, right? And then again, tell you, this is, this is my dream. I was six years old. So to actually have that happen, and you're like, Oh, they're saying my name. Oh, crap. Like, it was just it's an, a very odd and surreal moment. So, as we take you back to campus, who was your favorite professor at mm. Notre Dame? 
I'm not going to remember his name, but my accounting teacher was phenomenal. Mm. But let me tell you who got me through, though. Marianne Spence, academic advisor, academic coordinator. God rest her soul. Absolutely phenomenal for me. And on top of that, Jermaine Holden, who played Notre Dame, he also was academic advisor. Those two people really held me down and got me through. Uh, but my my accounting teacher, I can't remember his name, was absolutely amazing. I loved him. Uh, but listen, I, the, the school took care of me, man. The school took care of me. So I don't know if you guys know or not. I have not seen a game there yet since I, since I left. I've not been back for a game. We got to get you back on campus. So the last game, the last game I saw was the game I played in '98. Wow. Uh, now I've been back. I was there. I was back in August taking my daughter. I was back a couple summers for, for the, uh, uh, the 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 camps they put on. So I've been yeah. back campus, seen it, but I haven't seen a game there. Um, and so I'm sure now with my daughter's out, I'll, I'll get back. Uh, but for me, like that place is magical. I tell all my friends, listen, whether you're a fan or not, you got to go see it. Yeah. Like, so for example, I have five games I want to see as far as different stadiums. I want to see a game in Texas A&M. I want to see a game in Tennessee. I want to see a game yes. in LSU. I want to see a game in Oregon. I want to see a game in Alabama. So mm-hmm. I'm going to start, I'm going to do that this year. Next year, next year, I'm, I'm going to take some trips to those games because I, I want to see stadiums. I want to see those stadiums, you know, you know, just during, I heard so much about it. Like LSU, yeah. we play LSU. That place is un- unreal, yeah. unreal, right? So I want to experience that, man. But Notre Dame's a, Notre Dame's a phenomenal place. There's nothing like it. It's not for everybody. Um, Dwayne Goodrich was a, was a top recruit. Went to Tennessee, played in the league for a little bit. Out of uh, Chicago, thing, yeah. yeah I, I, got, I, I got I got all the great recruits. They gave them to me to, to bring them in. I, I closed many of them. But one thing I didn't I, I didn't lie to you. I said, listen, if you're coming to a place that academics is first, mm-hmm. academics is first. Ball is second, community life is third. If you're not cool with that order, don't come here. I'm just keeping it real. That's what it is. Academics is first, ball is second, community life is third. If you have the opposite, you want to be community life, social life first, this ain't this ain't for you. Yeah. You know, and I and I, and I felt like the guys who I got there, who I got to commit, enjoyed the experience because I was up and honest with them. Hey, this is this is what we're about. Yeah. Academics first, right? Ball is hard, it's tough, they own you, right? And then your social life. So if you want to have this flipped, go somewhere else. Wow. That was a blast from the past. Dwayne Goodrich from Richard yeah, out of Chicago. Yeah, yeah. The fact that you hosted him on his recruiting trip. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So as we get ready to let Corey Mine go, we greatly appreciate you giving us time, bro, bro. And no problem, uh, it's been an honor. Thank you, guys. Who was your OG? Oh, man. When you, when you first got yeah. to campus, who was that OG that, that got you right, set you straight? The, the LB core, man, LaRon Cobbins, Ken Tatum, and Burt Barrier, all three of them. Because remember, I was a freshman starter. Right. And they and they were juniors. Right. And I, I'm still fresh. I'm still, you know, I'm still I'm I'm fresh out the womb, right? I'm yeah. coming from high school, 18-year-old kid. I'll give you a quick story. I know you guys probably, probably gotta roll off. So I'm 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 battling to me and John McLaughlin. He's a sophomore, six five, rangy kid, probably a four four forty at defensive end. Phenomenal athlete, great dude. We're battling. We don't know who's going to start yet. We are we are game one at home against, I believe it was Northwestern. I believe it was. We lost that game, right, my freshman year. Yeah. It was Northwestern, I believe it was. I find out I'm going to start like an hour before kickoff. Mm. I lost. I went to the restroom. I was on, I was on, I was, I was there for about an hour. Like, like, oh my God, I'm starting another day. I'm 18 years old. Oh my God. And 
you know, back then there was no phones. I couldn't call mom. Right. I couldn't get a hold of nobody. You know, at that, at that moment, as far as right then and there, like, oh, my, my first thought was like, if I mess up, all my haters are going to say, I told you you don't belong there. That was in my mind the whole time. Don't mess up. Don't mess up. Play well. Play well. Play well. Man, I went out there and I, and I was nervous. And um, Farmer, Robert Farmer changed my life. He says, Corey, what did Lil tell you? He said, I'm starting, man. He changed, Robert said this, go show him why. Mm. Changed my whole, I was, I was a basket case, fam. A basket case when I found out. Changed my perspective. I went there, actually had a pretty good game my freshman year. Uh, my first game ever in Notre Dame Stadium. And the rest is history, man. And let me tell you that I thank God every single day for that experience because it, I loved it. It taught me so much. It helped me become a man that I am today. Uh, I met my I met my wife there. Uh, you know, my daughter's there now. Uh, my middle son is thinking about it now. He likes he likes Stanford and MIT as well. Uh, but Notre Dame's now on his list now. And so listen, I'm just highly blessed and, and thank thank the man above because it, it's all him. Absolutely, absolutely. Now the last question because I'm yes, trying to realize that the culture amongst the football team is all about who's the best basketball player. It doesn't matter how <laughs> far back you go. Last talk is real. Yeah, it is. In the football program, who it was is. the best hooper during your time at Notre Dame? I, I, I think it was Benny Gilbo. If Ooh. I remember right. Benny Gilbo. Okay. I think it was Benny Gilbo, if I remember right. From, he can jump. from Louisiana. Yeah. Louisiana. Yeah. 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 He, he can jump out the roof, if I remember right. I think it was Benny Gilbo, if I remember right. Because I, I, it wasn't me. I'm going to keep it real with you right now. That, that was not my MO by any means. <laughs> not so your keep, Yeah, yeah. So I'm going to keep that real right now. That was not K minor. No way. <laughs> so if, as we get ready to let you go, we greatly appreciate you. You, um, what would you like to see for Notre Dame? Uh, you were there uh, when a transition took place with yeah. the president. Notre Dame yeah. will have a new president in AB at yeah. the end of this year. Um, how would you like to see Notre Dame uh, transition into the future? You still have a new TV deal on the table, uh, the NIL landscape and space. Um, possibly opening up uh, for more transfers. You know, what would you like to see the administration yeah. and Marcus Freeman work together to do for the program? I'm going to be a little different with you, man. I love the, I love the way it's moving. I love the way it's heading. But I want to keep us special, keep us different. That's what I love about us, right? It's because it's not for everybody. We can't recruit everybody, and I love that. Yeah. And I'll just say this, and this, this might turn some heads. This is how I really believe the schools that are, 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 are that, that fight for the national championship, you know, year in, year out, you know, Georgia, the Alabamas, of course, Michigan, the Ohio States, they do things differently than we do, right? They, they, they have bigger, they do bigger money with NIL, they get more transfer kids, they could, they could, they could have more applicants come in, they can see more people because they have less requirements than we have from a, from a institutional standpoint as far as education. So to me, this, this, this is how I am. I'm going to keep it real with you. I like that. I like that we're different. I like that we're not for everybody. 
I, I like that we don't we're not giving out five million dollars in my nil deal I, I i'm good with that i am because i'm okay here's what i'm saying to you if we go 11 and 2 10 and 1 10 and 0 11 and 1 and we beat the Stanfords, we beat the scs we beat the mission the schools that we should be we want to be and we go to a major bowl game right and win that bowl game let's say it's the orange bowl or rose bowl sugar whatever and win that bowl game i'm okay with that because i know for us to be national championship championship contender that that means that we are but i also know we're not doing what georgia and those guys are going to do and i'm okay with that yeah. that makes us different so if we go again 11 and 1 10 and 1 11 no 11 and 1 Beat SC, beat Michigan, beat Ohio State, beat you know uh, USC. See those those teams we've always played and rivalry against, win a major bowl game. I'm fine with that because we do not do what those schools do on a consistent basis to actually contend like that and go after the guys they go after. But we're not getting 35 guys in the portal. That's not what we do. We're not giving a guy four million dollars for NIL. It's not who we are. I am okay with that. I sit, my, I sit my head at night knowing that our institution is raising better men. We're, we're honest. And on top of that, we're going to play top-notch football. You're going to graduate first. And if we keep doing that, my man, they can have my money all day long. Yo, that's real. And that's real. look, that's we real. just said this. I feel like Notre Dame as a program and fan base finally gets an opportunity to exhale. Sure. The, great, the greatest thing that's happened yeah. is the playoff expansion. Yeah, for sure. 100%. Finally, finally, we don't feel like we have to be perfect every year. Hundred percent. As a fan base, 100%. hey, if we lose a game early, we're still in this. We yeah, still got 100%. a chance to make the playoff. And 100%. I mean, we are really the only program every year that had the weight as yeah. players, yeah. as a program administration fan for base, sure. that we had to be perfect for sure yeah, every yeah. year. Absolutely, absolutely right. And one of the and great, if we look, lost our big game in the week three of the season. Everything yeah, that was, was it. over. It's, like, it's, it's, a over it? <laughs> it's a wrap. It's a wrap. It's a wrap. You're exactly and, right. And finally, that that weight has been lifted next yeah. year. 12 team playoff. And we Amen can see that. guys develop. We can fall in yeah. love with players again. You know, yeah. Like, yeah. You can, no, you can actually exactly great right. players development. Exactly now right. it's like we lose one game. Cool. We're going to make the playoff run. And now yeah. you're gonna see stars shine. You can identify yeah. how you can move forward. Who's yeah. a who's a playoff guy? Who's not? Who's that's not? how you. Yeah. That's how you make the team better, right? Yeah, there. yeah. You're exactly right. It's a great point. No, I, hey. I think that the fact is huge. I almost want to give you a big stand, you know, round of applause, and tell the you know the chat and everybody watching. But I feel like, man, I can only send you out by saying, Corey Miner, <laughs> Corey Miner. <laughs> I appreciate you guys. Hey, you big bro, best, man. we appreciate you, man. We appreciate look forward you both, to having man. you back on the show. Anytime. Let me know. I'll, I'll God's be favor out. and eternal blessings on you. Hey, Amen. Back to you both. And your well. entire family. I was going to ask you about the best pizza in California because I know, pizza? you know, you used to dib and dabble in pizza and, and do commercials, you know, for one of your businesses. Ooh, you, 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 I, re I remember. Yeah, I remember that, bro. I, I remember that. I remember that. Yeah, I was I was a Domino's Pizza franchise. I, I had I had five Domino's, man. 130 employees for, for almost ten years, man. Man, yeah, good times, yeah, man. man. Congratulations, good times, man. Thank you, man. What, good time. what, what was your go-to spot to eat in South Bend? Who, who was cooking? <laughs> 
Oh, what's her name? Was she kicking it? Was she kicking it? That's the best answer. Yes, that's the best answer. What, what, what time is she cooking? And where, where's the house where at? Going? That's through. right. I'm coming through. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, Malik, I know you're local, man. Let's let's break bread. Let's let's go do Christmas up, man. Let's, let's, let's do it. Let's do it. Yeah, let's, let's do, do it. That. I'll hit you after. Uh, hit you after. Yeah. Do yeah. Please do. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, the great Corey Miner. Be blessed, bro. You guys, too. God bless you. I appreciate it. Thanks, fellas. Thanks. Hey, man. He might have trumped Shane Walton. He gave us a couple of exclusives about Lou Holtz. He's real, man. 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 Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.